Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Mallory Fuller. Mallory is engaged to Garrett Pendergast and was Miss Texas in 2021 and also made the top 10 of Miss America pageant. Today, Mallory is going to share about her experience in the Miss America pageant and how to stay close to the Lord when serving on a public platform. Welcome, Mallory. Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited that you're here. Okay, so I'm dying to know, how did you end up Miss Texas in the Miss America pageant? So... I have long roots in the Miss America organization. I actually started out in a mentorship program called the Lone Star Princess Program. I started when I was only seven years old. But I remember when I was a little girl, like five years old, I would sit in my grandmother's living room watching Miss Texas, and I knew that that's what I was going to do one day. Um, But I I started out as a Lone Star Princess. Um, Both of my older sisters were involved with the Miss America organization as well. Both of them competed. Um, One of my sisters was also Miss Texas. And so I grew up watching it and I just absolutely fell in love. I started competing when I was 13 in the teen program. Mm -hmm. And then I started in the Miss Texas competition when I was 19, 18, (laughs) something like that. I competed for five years before I won Miss Texas. So um, So how does that work? Like the programs? Mm -hmm. Like for somebody that just is unfamiliar. Yeah, for sure. So the Lone Star Princess Program, it's a mentorship program where young girls ages 5 to 12 can Mm -hmm. be mentored by um, a contestant. So each contestant within the organization has these Lone Star Princesses, and they just get to kind of come to the pageant. They wear these cute little white dresses and crowns. They're precious. Um, But they get to kind of experience it. And it's really, it's also really cool because as Lone Star Princess, you have um, these role models. Like Mm -hmm. I like to tell people that when I was younger, my role models weren't celebrities. They were the girls that were competing at Miss Texas. And so you have these really strong role models growing Mm -hmm. up. So that's a really cool aspect of it. But um, the teen program starts ages 13 to 18, I think. Um, And that is the Little Sister program Mm -hmm. to Miss America. Um, There's a Miss Texas Outstanding Team. There's a Miss America's Outstanding Team. um, And they do exactly the same thing that the Miss does. They're just a little bit younger. And it's not as much of a commitment as Mm -hmm. the Miss program is. Um, And then Miss Texas starts when you are... 19 to 26. They've changed the ages a few times, so yeah. I'm not so entirely rough, rough ages. Roughly 26, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you went through all three programs. I did, And yes. then got into the MISS program. Mm-hmm. How did you get in? What was that like? Yes, so um, yeah, I, like I said, started competing when I was 13, and I knew that my dream was to be Miss Texas. Um, I also wanted to be Miss Texas Outstanding Teen, but um, I kind of have a little bit of a I guess a cool story because as a teen, I was never really successful. Um, I never made the top five as a teen. I didn't really feel like I belonged Mm -hmm. when I was a teen. Um, And then transitioning into the Miss program, I feel like that's when I kind of started to um, become competitive Mm -hmm. and um, kind of grow into who Mallory is. And like I said, I competed for five years before I won Miss Texas. So it was a huge growth Mm -hmm. um, 
a huge um, growth in myself and learning to love myself and all of that as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So what did you do when you got into Miss Texas as like, you're the representative, you're going to Miss America. Like, tell us about that. <laughs> yes. So I was crowned Miss Texas in June of 2021. Okay. Um, and that was just like, mind-blowing. <laughs> I was so excited. Um, I mentioned my sister was Miss Texas, so I kind of got to see it um, firsthand. And, you know, I'm going to be really honest. I don't know that I ever really believed that it would actually happen until mm-hmm. that year when I was competing, when I really started to, like, see my value and my worth in who Mallory was mm-hmm. um, and not just, like, competing for a pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was so cool to see all of five-year-old Mallory's dreams coming true. Um, but once you win Miss Texas, it actually becomes a full-time job. Okay. So, yeah. What is that commitment yes, like? Yes. So I was a full-time student when I won Miss Texas. I'm working on my graduate degree in speech pathology. Um, so I was full-time going to class, doing all the things. And then it was kind of like, oh, okay, you're Miss Texas now. Um, so I still took some classes, but mm-hmm. your commitment as Miss Texas is a full-time job. So is it um, like a paid job? Or more just like full-time hours. <laughs> so well, full-time hours. Yeah. No, you do you do get paid for some of your appearances. I won't say it equals what any kind <laughs> of like living wage would be. <laughs> but um, yes, so it is – you do get paid for your appearances, um, some of them, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also partner with an organization called Texas Cares for Children mm-hmm. – Texas Cares for Children, it um, is an organization that gets Miss Texas into schools. So I would say probably 90% of my job as Miss Texas was going into elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, all the schools, and speaking to students. Um, And so Texas Cares for Children itself is a Mm -hmm. character education program, um, but they partner with Miss Texas in a way that she can present her own personal platform in schools as well. So I would say 90% of what I did as Miss Texas was going into those schools and speaking to students. Um, But I also got to do some like parades and community Mm -hmm. events and things like that that were really fun as well. But oh my goodness, I loved the school programs. That's so fun that that was a big part of that. Okay, so what is the Miss America? What did that program look like? Like we, um, as people that aren't involved, (laughs) just see what's on TV. Mm -hmm. But what was that like for that year that you were Miss Texas and then on TV and making it to the top 10 and all of that? Yeah. So, I mean, what you see on TV, that's the phases of competition that Mm -hmm. we do. And so, um, I mean, that's part of it, but it's definitely not all of it. And so about two or three years before I was crowned Miss Texas, the Miss America organization kind of took a shift Mm -hmm. into what they called Miss America 2.0. So they got rid of the swimsuit competition, which we can talk more about that, but that was huge for me. Um, Amazing. And they implemented more of an emphasis on the social impact part Mm -hmm. of the competition. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people see Miss America or Miss Texas and they automatically think like Miss Congeniality. (laughs) That's all that's going through my head. (laughs) Trust me, Miss Congeniality is one of my favorite movies. I love it. It's awesome. But it's not necessarily like the reality of um, being Miss Texas. So we do a lot more like community service work. And then I would say one of the biggest like emphasis that a lot of people don't understand is that we all have these social impacts or platforms Mm -hmm. is what they used to be called um, that we are constantly working on and taking into the communities. And it's... um, 
a way that we're able to like make a difference in the world in a way that's not just like, oh, these beauty queens walking around looking pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they kind of took the emphasis off of physical beauty and all of that and placed it more on, um, I don't want to say inner beauty because that sounds kind of cheesy, but more on like the impact that these girls in this organization are making on the community around them. Um, And then there's also the talent competition. You go in, you do a 10-minute interview with judges, um, which can be kind of intimidating. Um, And then there's the onstage question portion of competition as well. Okay, so I have so many questions. (laughs) First, let's talk through what was that like for you that they took away some of the Mm -hmm. outer beauty aspects? Tell us about that. That was huge for me. The removal of the swimsuit competition – You know, I kind of question it sometimes, and I wonder if they would have never taken that away. Would I have ever been Mm Miss Texas? Um, So I am Mm 5'11", flat-footed. You're tall, too, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) And I have never been somebody that is just naturally thin. Mm -hmm. My health and fitness is something that I have to work towards really hard. Um, And it's also caused a lot of, like, body image issues Mm -hmm. on my part as well growing up in an organization watching Mm -hmm. all of these tiny stick figure girls walk on stage. But um, even if I were to like starve myself and never stop working out, I would never be a size zero Mm because that's just not how I'm built. Mm -hmm. That's Um, not how God made you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And so I, I love the fact that Miss America got rid of the swimsuit competition because my ability to walk on stage in a bikini has nothing to do with my ability to walk into a school and talk about my personal platform, which is mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't know. I just I love that they got rid of it. Yes. Um, Oh, me too. But yeah. And I just I feel like that final year of competition, I was able to focus more on the job of Miss Texas Mm -hmm. um, and becoming the best version of myself um, mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. physically. Mm -hmm. That did include physically um, and not necessarily like, oh, I have to be perfect Mm -hmm. for whatever set of standards was put on me. Yeah. So you said your platform or your social impact was uh, mental health. Tell us about that. So my platform... um, It was mental health, but it was mostly suicide prevention. So when I was in high school, um, I lost one of my really good friends to suicide. Mm -hmm. And so um, I knew after that that I wanted to be able to make a difference. So um, his name is Johnny, and Johnny's family partnered with an organization called the Jason Foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my junior year of high school, I actually got to go with Johnny's family and the Jason Foundation to the Texas Capitol and testify on behalf of an act called the Jason Flat Act. And so what that does is it makes it mandatory for teachers to be trained in suicide prevention annually instead of just once before they can become a teacher. And after that, and realizing that just by sharing Johnny's story, just by sharing um, the way that his life impacted ours, Mm -hmm. we were able to make a difference. And all of these teachers were now going to be trained in suicide prevention every year. Um, I was like, okay, I can make a difference. I can help other people who might be struggling with either suicidal thoughts or mental health or just any of that in general. So that was what initially created my platform. And so it was suicide prevention, going and talking to people about the warning signs, what they Mm -hmm. can do Mm -hmm. if they think that somebody might be struggling, what they can do if they're struggling themselves. Um, And so it was a lot of education. Um, 
But my year leading up to when I was crowned Miss Texas, I realized that I kind of needed to take it a step further. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I developed this whole organization type thing um, called the Happy Heart Project. Um, And my mission behind that was to talk about suicide and talk about mental health just like you would talk about physical health or Mm -hmm. um, just creating that normalized, candid conversation Mm -hmm. about mental health. And so I created a blog where I talked about things like body image, um, just mental health in general, just your worth as a person. Um, And then I also, within the Happy Heart Project, wrote two children's books called (laughs) Oh My Gosh, (laughs) um, Henry's Happy Heart and Henry Gets Help. Um, So Henry's Happy Heart was the first one. And the main focus behind that was teaching kids how um, they can ask for help from their counselor, Mm -hmm. just like they can ask for help if they fall down and scrape their knee or they have a headache and they might go to the nurse. Um, So it's this precious story. I love it so much. So are these resources still out there? Yes. Okay, I need you to send me links. We're going to put them in the show notes. (laughs) Yes. So um, they're both actually available on Amazon. But um, Henry's Happy Heart, like I said, it's focusing on teaching kids how to ask for help when they're sad or they're not feeling well, just like they would if they were physically sick. Um, And then the second one was actually written with a um, licensed counselor. It's called Henry Gets Help. And it kind of goes through what it would look like to do play-based therapy Mm -hmm. um, with your counselor. And so it's more for those kids that um, might actually have to go to counseling. And she was telling me, the counselor that I read it with was telling me that one of the biggest things for those kiddos is predictability. Mm -hmm. And so it creates that predictability for them to be able to know what they're going to experience before they go into that. Yeah, because that's a scary thing, stepping Mm -hmm. in for the first time. I know, like when I went to counseling (laughs) as an adult, being a little nervous, walking in, like I can only imagine as a kid. And I love that you're framing this to talk to it about kids, because I think a lot of times we're like, well, they're they're kids. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Right. But I remember in college studying social work, working in a mental hospital, mm-hmm. and there were kids that we would see. And you don't think about that. Mm-mm. Like, we think yeah. about it with teenagers, but it's starting so much younger nowadays, and Absolutely. it's so sad. It's it's heartbreaking because you we are seeing elementary school students that are taking their own lives now, which is devastating. Yes. Um, and so it, it really is so important that we start those conversations young, yeah. and that's exactly what Henry's Happy Heart is intended to do. I love it. We're <laughs> going to link them. Um, okay, so what did your relationship with Christ look like mm-hmm. as you were going through this Miss America pageant? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier that leading up to competing in Miss Texas that year, um, I was working on becoming the best version of myself, and a big part of that was my relationship with Christ. And um not to say that it wasn't strong before that, but um, it definitely was something that, you know, I had to be fully reliant on him and fully mm-hmm. dependent on him. Because when you are working towards this goal of wanting something that you've wanted since you were five years old, like there is a little bit of, well, what if this doesn't happen? What if I never get to accomplish mm-hmm. that dream? And so it was a big, that was actually my word that year was dependent, um, mm-hmm. was being fully dependent on him and his plans for me because they were so much better than mm-hmm. anything that I could have ever planned for myself. Um, and, you know, you mentioned going to counseling. I actually went to a counselor that year for the first time um, and she was a Christian counselor. And mm-hmm. so she also helped me a lot with that. And So helpful. Yes, very much so. Especially um, a Christian counselor that can 
like point you back yes. to truth. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So we did a lot and we did a lot of um like we would come up with a lie and truth chart. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and so we would write down like lies of the enemy and then like truths of God and like how the truths would cover those lies that I was mm-hmm. feeling. Um and so yeah, you definitely have to um be dependent and reliant on God when you you're in one, when you're working towards a goal that mm-hmm. you see this goal and you're like, that's the best plan for me, mm-hmm. may not necessarily be the best plan for you. Um, but also like in a position like Miss Texas can be really lonely sometimes. Yeah. And so um, I did find myself having to go back to him continuously because um, there would be days where I was just like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I'm so tired and lonely. But yeah. Um, um, okay, so how did you stay humble and rooted in Christ during that season? Mm. I think that kind of goes back to, you know, I mentioned um, working towards a goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can be easy to be like, oh, look at me. Look what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in reality, yeah. right. Yeah. In reality, like that was God's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that was really important for me. And from the very beginning, I understood that this wasn't something that, you know, I was the perfect person for this job and the judges thought I was the best. Like it really was God's plan. Um, And you have to kind of like think about the way that like the scoring works with the judges for Miss Texas. Um, There's like a ballot at the end where they like rank you. And it's crazy. Like, You can either say, like, it's pure luck or you can say, like, God chooses who the winner is. And I that's what I choose to believe because, I mean, the scoring is crazy. Um, But, yeah. So even making it past to – you made it to the top ten in Miss America. Mm -hmm. How did you um, stay rooted in Christ being on even a bigger platform than Mm -hmm. just Miss Texas? Mm -hmm. Now you're, like, in this Miss America. Like, it's the whole country. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually have a – story. I don't know if this is going to answer your question or not, but um, I have a story from Miss America. So I, when I went into Miss Texas, I was 100% firm in who Mallory was, who God created me to be. When I went to Miss America, it all went out the window. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. I think I got there and just like having this dream since you were five, just kind of took over. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually here and the comparison game started. Mm-hmm. I started comparing myself to every other contestant that was there. Um, and it just, I did not believe that I was supposed to be there. I believed the lie that there were girls at Miss Texas that would have been better than me to well, be it's there. imposter syndrome. Yes, 100%. And so I actually had to call my counselor during the middle of the week, did not have like a session set up with her or whatever. I emailed her and I was like, do you have time to talk? Um And I had to, like, I I had to talk to her. And then I also had to talk to um, a lady who does, like, mental management within the pageant world who kind of like a counselor. Like, Mm -hmm. anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, yes, I had to call my counselor during the middle of it and kind of um, re-firm myself, like, um, re-ground myself, basically, in why I was there. and I remember that night was the social impact pitch competition. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you give a 90-second pitch on your social impact. And um, I, I really do believe that 
one of the reasons that I was Miss Texas last year was because of my social impact. And I think that God saw a way for me to be able to reach um, so many different people and talk about mental health and all of those things. Like, I truly believe that was part of my mission last year. Um, And going on to stage that night, I remember just like, praying and being like, God, I don't care what else happens for the rest of the week. Like, just let Johnny's story be shared and let you be shared through the social impact pitch. Um, And I, I mean, I remember like looking around me and seeing like all the other girls like rehearsing their social impact or um, just like kind of panicking a little bit, not panicking, but um, thinking through all of the things. And I remember just feeling so much peace because, you know, I just prayed and I was like, just whatever you want to come out of my mouth, let it come out. Um, and then that night I actually won the social impact award. Um, and so it was really cool to see, um, the way that reliance on the Lord was really paying off. Yes. Thank you. You just put the perfect words in my mouth, like being dependent, being reliant on the Lord and the mission that he had put me on that year. Mm -hmm. Um, it paid off. So, Oh, so cool. So did you have any opportunities to share Christ while you were in the pageant? Yes. So I actually was thinking about that this morning and was kind of reminded. I had the opportunity um, to go and share my testimony at a church. Um, It was Prestonwood Church in Mm -hmm. Dallas, and it was with the young, um, like, fourth through fifth grade Mm -hmm. age, fourth through sixth grade age. Um, And that was so much fun. And I think a huge part of my testimony that maybe I didn't even realize before I got to go speak to them was that um, growing up, I always thought that being Miss Texas would fully satisfy me. It would be, um, you know, after that, everything would be great. I'd be happy. I wouldn't ever have a bad day ever again. You know, just <laughs> everything's these, perfect. <laughs> these lies that we believe in, like, another part of that was, like, um, like getting a boyfriend, like things mm-hmm. like that. Those were the things that were going to satisfy me. Mm-hmm. And here I was in what I thought was the best thing to ever happen to me. I had a boyfriend. I was Miss Texas, you know, all the things. I had um, I had gone on like a physical health journey where I lost 30 pounds, mm-hmm. like just so many things that I thought these things are going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yet there was still like those things didn't satisfy me. The only thing that could satisfy me was Jesus. Um, And so it was really cool to be able to share that testimony. Um, And that was like the first time that I think I ever really even talked about that um, because, you know, I knew my testimony, Mm -hmm. but then kind of being put in that position, I was like, okay, wow. So there are other things and God is like continuously working. Um, And so that was a really cool opportunity. That is so cool. I love that. Um, Okay. So, shifting gears here um, because you kind of touched on it, but we haven't talked about it. What was your talent for Miss America? (laughs) So I play the fiddle for my talent. (laughs) (laughs) I have been playing. um, It's the violin. They're the same instrument. It's just the way that you play it. Um, But I've been playing the violin fiddle style since I was six years old. Um, Like how many years is that? Almost 20 years. Wow. Um, And I absolutely love it. It's just so much fun. It was really like upbeat, high energy. Um, Yeah. And I loved it. That is so fun. I'm like imagining you in a bluegrass (laughs) band. (laughs) I mean, essentially, yes. (laughs) It's great. It's perfect. Um, Okay. So 
anything else that you want to share about your time as Miss Texas or anything that you mm-hmm. feel like you learned about yourself, Miss Texas, the whole process? I think I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying, like your worth is not found in any kind of like worldly accomplishment, mm-hmm. whether that's college, grad school, anything that you can think of where you think that you might be able to be satisfied by that. Like your worth is not defined by any of that. It's not defined by your outward appearance, your accomplishments, the amount of people who like you, social media, any of it. Um, Your worth is truly found in in Jesus and who he says that you are. And I think that's something that um, I was able to really focus on um, and learn throughout my experiences competing. Um, But it's definitely something that I have to continue to remind myself every single day. Um, But yeah, that would just be a piece of encouragement that if there's anybody listening who thinks that they might um, have a better life if more people liked them or if they could just lose 15 pounds or whatever it is, um, you're not ever going to be fully satisfied until you realize that the only thing only person who can satisfy you is jesus so good i think as women no matter where we are in life that's a constant battle Mm -hmm. and just reminding ourselves that our worth and our identity is truly in christ alone Mm -hmm. so good well mallory thanks for being here and sharing about your time as miss texas there are two questions that we ask every guest on our podcast what is something you're learning and what is something you're loving oh so many things (laughs) what am i learning um i think this is like gonna open like a whole new can of worms with like I'm here Garrett for and everything. Okay. Um so you mentioned that I'm engaged mm-hmm. and um my fiance Garrett was actually diagnosed with cancer in October of last year. And so um one of the things that I'm learning is to be fully reliant on Jesus, not in just like my um the things that I'm doing, but in my joy. Mm-hmm. Um because Garrett has been such a um, testament to how our joy comes from the Lord. Um, And so that's something that I have definitely had to work on over the last, oh my goodness, five months now, um, is being fully reliant on Jesus with my joy. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm learning. What I'm loving, um, I am in grad school for speech pathology, and I am interning at a school right now. Mm -hmm. And my kids bring me so much joy. Um, and so that is definitely something that I'm loving getting to work with them every single day. Um, it's just so much fun. So that's I what I'm that. loving. I love that. It's so good. Well, Mallory, thanks for being here yes. today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops and follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.